their beautiful words and their nice song with it. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God which is ours in Christ Jesus. If you stand uh, before the altar in the Coventry Cathedral, this tapestry rises above you. And it's the scene of a wounded Christ sitting on the throne. Now, it, it looks maybe a little bit like it could be one of our banners hanging, hanging there, but that's deceiving on our picture because it's a overwhelmingly huge tapestry about the size of a tennis court. And it took 12 weavers three years to complete. This morning we consider one of the most beautiful passages of Paul in Romans, at least for me. We've been reading through Romans in the last few months and we hear the good news that nothing can ever separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus. And when we read the words in Romans today, it's as if Paul takes you up to be with the figure of Christ in that tapestry and from there, you have to imagine that it's, it's at the front of the cathedral. And so if you're taken up to that tapestry with Christ, you are turned around and you see what Christ sees. Christ is looking out this way. Paul wants you to see the world through the eyes of Christ. Because when you do, it changes your life. Often we have a limited vision and we look at the world and our lives through this limited vision of the experiences of our life. Who can be against us? If Paul had asked just that question, what would your answer be? Who can be against you? Who can be against me? You could probably think of a few people who don't like you very much. Perhaps there are some people who want to get back at you for something. Who is against me? What would your answer be to that? Paul has got quite a lot of answers to that in our text today. He talks about trouble, hardship, persecution, hunger, poverty, danger and death. Paul makes a big list of the things that are against him. Paul faced a lot of opposition to his mission outreach. Once he said, I've got a wide open door for bringing the gospel to others, but there are many opponents. So he had things against him, people against him, and he faced a lot of trouble in his life. Wouldn't it be terrible if God was against you. Wouldn't that be terrible? Just ask yourself what it would be like if God is against you. That would be the worst thing ever to experience or hear from God. I'm against you. God was saying that. Martin Luther's life was turned around when in reading Romans he realised that God is not some fierce 
angry judge ready to catch you out, but one who loves you and forgives you and accepts you for Jesus' sake because actually Luther was terrified of God and terrified of Christ because he felt he had that image of God as being against him. Yes, you might face things, you might face people, you might go through experiences that are against you in your life. And you might sometimes feel that God is against you. Paul asks you to see the world through the eyes of Jesus, risen from the dead and ruling in love. So today let Paul raise your eyes and your hearts to see the world through the eyes of Jesus. If you were in the Coventry Cathedral standing there below the tapestry looking away from it out toward the church, it's amazing what you would see. You would see a church in ruins. Coventry Cathedral is a church that is built on ruins and the ruins are still there today. They didn't get rid of them. This is when the cathedral was uh, ruined, November the 14th, 1940. It was bombed and in one night this cathedral where people had worshipped for 900 years was reduced to rubble and charred wood. And at the time some people found two burnt timbers that had fallen to the ground in the shape of a cross. So they picked up those two timbers and placed them as a cross. Originally they put them on the, on the rubble of stones and now it's there uh, in the old ruined um, front area of the old cathedral. And behind them they placed the words, Father, forgive. And then a new cathedral was built extending off from the old. So you have to get the picture that there's a new cathedral. That big tapestry is here. And behind the new cathedral is the old ruins of the old cathedral. And this tapestry, as I said, hangs at the altar of the new cathedral. And from it Jesus sits facing out to see the people sitting there in the rows. And behind the people sitting in the rows is this old ruin of a cathedral. The ruins of a fallen world are there for everyone to see. But there in front of Jesus are the seats where the people gather. And behind them are the ruins. But between them they uh, made this glass window and they etched on the glass windows figures of people from the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, uh, people from the history of the Christian church who have died, uh, some of the martyrs for the faith, people who died for their faith. And so they've got um, this glass wall between the new cathedral and the old cathedral, and you can look through it, of course. So Jesus is looking out over all of this, and uh, also, if you are standing there looking out, you see this too. You see all the people coming together, currently worshipping. Then you see this glass wall of people from the Old Testament, New Testament, church history. And then through that you see 
um, the ruins of the world. And looking through all of that, you see this cross, this burnt, charred wood in the shape of the cross, which reminds us and places uh, where God's love for us is in that. So you see uh, people sitting there in the current church, you see all the ruins symbolizing uh, what's against us, the fallen world, our fallen world, and you see Christ in the center of that at one end, um, on the tapestry, glorious and ruling over all, and at the other end, the cross of Christ. This is what the Apostle Paul sees and wants to share with you today. Christ sees you living in a world that is ruined by the fall. So you live among this ruined world with wars and rumours of war, with viruses, with a virus pandemic right around the world. And in your world, whatever you're going through, those kinds of things. At times, you are victims of suffering. At other times, however, Christ can see that you are evil towards other people. Christ can see your evil. And Paul invites you to stand in the midst of all this and to stand before God in your sin and in your suffering, known and unknown. Why does Paul do this? Because Paul knows the one who rules over all. And Paul knows that this Jesus who sees all also gives his all for you. At the heart of it all is that charred Christ where Jesus claims you as his own. God is for you in Christ. Listen to Paul. If God is for you, well, we can say, if God is for you, we can say, since God is for us, who can be against us? And what's your answer to that? Since God is for us, who can be against you? Have you thought of something that is against you earlier on? Well, what is that if God is for you? All those people, those circumstances, those experience against you, what is that if God is for you? What about troubles and hardship? What are they if God is for you? What about the powers of darkness and death and sin? What are they if God is for you? If God is for you, who can be against you? What did we see? Nothing in all creation. Nothing and no one. God is not just God. Far away without any reference to you and your life. God doesn't just exist for himself. God is not God for himself. God is God for you. We know this, of course, because of Jesus. And we think of those words, for you, and we hear them at the Holy Communion service, for example. This is my body given for you. My blood shed for you. These words for, for you are the words of Jesus, and they centre us on Jesus as the good news for us. And Paul writes this in our text that we heard as the second lesson. Paul writes in Romans, 
God did not spare his son for you. Christ Jesus who died for you, indeed who has raised again and is at the right hand of God. And then Paul goes into the talk about the love of Christ. The love of Christ for you. Paul says, I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels, rulers, things present, things to come, powers, height, depth, nor anything in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of Christ, from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul knows that we are daily immersed in a ruined creation, but he asks us for a moment to lift our eyes and to see what Christ sees, that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. If we think about that Coventry Cathedral, the ruins and the church stand together as a visible reminder that in the midst of the fallen creation, God continues to be there with his love for us. And that gives us hope. Yeah, I think that's past that one. Nothing can ever separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus. What happened at Coventry Cathedral decades ago happens in our lives. Every day we are confronted by the world's sin and our sin. We listen to the news and we hear about suffering. We look at our heart and we see our sin. Seeing the ruins of the world and the ruins of our hearts, we do not give up hope. And seeing the hope of the future, we don't deny the suffering of the present. But instead we live in both worlds. The reality of suffering and the certainty of a future hope. If those outside of this church today were looking through these windows, what would they see? They would see us, people, normal people, who have the same difficulties as the people out there. They wouldn't see sort of people who've escaped all the difficulties of the world. We don't, do we? We go through the same things. Sickness comes to us. Accidents happen to us. Sin happens in our life. We are not immune to these things. But we know that nothing can ever separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus. Jesus depicted on this tapestry is looking out over the world. Jesus is looking out over your life. And as you make your way home, as you enter into another week, Know that Jesus takes your suffering, your burdens, your sins, your sorrows. Nothing you encounter can ever separate you from God. Neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor depth nor height, nor anything else in all creation is ever able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. When in Romans we hear this good news, nothing can ever separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all human understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.